0: Do you like zombies, video games, and risking your
1: life from the comfort of your own home? Then tune in to Ashley Zombies Saturdays, 9.30 Central, 10:30 Eastern Standard Time, only on Magic Squirrel Network. <gasps>
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I am your host, Justin Juice Kelly. Johnny is not here today with us, unfortunately, but filling in for him today is Lisa Sears and Avery Sanders, the hosts of the Gaze of Our Lives podcast. How are you guys doing today? Great. It's, it's a beautiful uh, rainy day outside. Yeah. The Masters are on right now. Tiger's making a, uh, a, pu- a push to try to win his, uh, I don't know how many he's won, but he's trying to win the Masters, but Kyle doesn't care about it. My producer doesn't care about golf, and uh, so we're uh, doing a podcast at 1 o'clock today. So I'm excited <laughs> to have you guys on, though. There's such such big things going on in the juice in the morning world as well as your guys's world. Um, But I just wanted to start off really quick. Uh, My wife and I have had kind of like fertility issues. Like um, it's basically been diagnosed as unexplained for infertility because we've both gotten tested. Um, Basically they're like, you guys are good to go. Things should be working and it's just not happening. We've been trying to get pregnant for, I want to say going on two years, three years now. And um, we went through, I think three, IUIs, which is basically, I always call it the turkey baster method. They just put something up there and shoot it up there, make sure it's getting to where it needs to go. And uh, those were unsuccessful. And then the next step after that is uh, IVF, which is um, something that's very expensive. It's very tough. It's very hard on, it's going to be hard on my wife because we're getting started actually in uh, May. Um, But it's one of those things that we didn't know how we were going to be able to afford it. Because it's you know total cost, I think it was at uh, the low end was I want to say twenty two to twenty five thousand dollars. The high end was twenty seven thousand dollars. So we had no idea how we were going to be able to afford it. And one of Jen's friends actually um, gave her an idea of applying for a grant called Baby Quest. And basically, it's um, something where you you apply and you tell your story, and um, people can help you out by you know they will literally give you free money to try to get what you're like, get to where you're needing to be. And so we applied. I've always been very skeptical of like applying for things like this. Um, Jen and I are very, I feel like unlucky with stuff like this. It doesn't really happen for us very often, but uh, we got a, or she got an email saying you guys have been picked as finalists. We need you guys to make it. It was those last, no, two Thursdays ago. It was Thursday. We were uh, told that we were finalists. We had to make a video by Saturday. That like to kind of tell our story visually, and um, then so we we did the video, turned it in, found out that Saturday that we were picked as one of the people that are going to receive the grant. So they're going to um, pay for all of our medications, which is going to be about. $6,400. Sixty four hundred dollars, and then they um, the clinic's actually going to kick in money as well because we got picked for the grant. So it's total we're going to get. It's it's going to take the price down about eighty five hundred dollars for us. So it's wow. like a very very awesome thing. This show's very uh, silly sometimes. I'm, we're not safe for work sometimes, <laughs> and uh, but I I don't want them to be offended by past episodes. But I want this episode to you know go out there as this is something that's very important to us and that that's been very um exciting for us and now we're going to get started because we were able to get that extra money that made it easy to start. Now our plan was possibly a year from now while we save and figure out how to do it financially. So it's just awesome and I appreciate the baby quest people um if they hear this, thank you again. Um we've already told you guys thank you a couple of times, but uh I just want to say thank you and um you know, I wasn't trying to, like, bring us down about anything. I was more just excited to tell you guys yeah, about that well, and yeah. to tell the listeners about it. Um, but also, you guys, uh, Lisa told me there was some big news in the gaze of our lives front. So go ahead and, and tell me a little bit about that.
2: Actually, Avery should probably tell
0: you.
1: Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's what... Ew. Okay, yeah. Um, I actually uh, proposed to my girlfriend last weekend. And Congratulations. Yes and, yeah. yeah, we're getting married in about a year,
0: so... It, it's awesome. Just... Just stay strong. I promise. <laughs> we've been we've been married going on. Uh, we'll be going on four years uh, in October, and you know it's one of those things that I love. I love being married to her, but there are times where it's just like, man, this is. It's a lot different than what I expected. I
2: love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly
0: correct. Exactly correct. And um, I'm the person in the uh, relationship that likes to spend money and and uh, and go out and have a good time, and she's the one kind of trying to keep us under control. And it, it kind of works out that way. It's a it's a good little it's a good little uh, connection. But how long how long have you guys known each other before you got? got Engaged.
1: Oh Well, that's a that's kind of a small number. Um, actually, well, because we were together nine months before mm-hmm. I proposed, but um, I'm being transgender, it's very hard to dating, it's just a whole different world,
0: yeah. And um, I didn't even get into that kind of stuff with you guys. I wanted you guys to be able to bring that forward if you wanted to. Like, I'm yeah, not, we will, I, I wasn't trying to oh, make it like the focal point or whatever. So, you guys can say whatever, people. say whatever you want about yeah. whatever you want to.
1: Um, but yeah, no, just with the whole transgender thing, um, it's it's hard to date and find someone and really like have them know you and sincerely know you as the gender you are. And um, she has been seriously since day one, so magnificent and truly has made me feel like a full man without like even medication or Mm -hmm. surgery, you know, really for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, so that it it was a short amount of time, but it's just funny because in in my head, it feels like it's just been so natural and it's, it's honestly been a long time coming, even though it's only been nine months. Yeah.
2: And they are so adorable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and we take a good photo.
2: <laughs> and she's she's great for our show. She helps us out so much. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's really good. Like
1: the, she's like the biggest. Um, she's like our mom. We, oh. <laughs> she's like our mom. So Especially when we're together, every now and then, Lisa and I'll just be bickering about probably something like small detail in the studio. And then she has to kind of slow us both down and separate us on separate. She's houses. like, you guys. <laughs> She's like you realize this doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Yeah, and she's <laughs> the
2: youngest of all of us. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and once again, guys listening, the the uh, the two with us are the hosts of the Gays of Our Lives podcast. Uh, how long have you been doing the podcast? How to get started?
2: We started in like November of last year,
0: and
1: well, we started way before that, but we didn't really start putting anything out. Until yeah, though, well, yeah, our first it, episode we came. we were playing out. with concept a lot.
0: Your guys's um, your cover art's awesome, by the way. Thank I've you. been wanting somebody to animate us for so long. I'll
2: hook I, you up on that.
0: That's awesome. Good. <laughs> no, uh, seriously, I, I, I got a person. I definitely want that because I've got some ideas for some shirts, too, that I want to put out there. That's <laughs> awesome, yeah.
2: But we um, met each other, actually, at Joker's doing yep. an open mic, yep. and I went down to this no balls competition down in Louisville, and I got him. I asked him if he wanted to be on it. Yeah. And so we rode together. Nice. And we got to know each other pretty well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it was a long car, ride. Right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, we got to know each other real well. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, because I know what you're about to tell. Well, you know
2: I am, because that yeah. that's a true story. So here's the
1: thing. So we're writing down, and, you know, she's just figuring out I'm trans, and she has a thousand questions, which is great. But also then, like, I joke too much when I get uncomfortable. Oh, um, yeah. And so at a certain point, I was just like, You know, in a way, I'm jealous you had breast cancer because you're you already had your top surgery, and I was just kidding. You know what I mean? Like, but then, like (laughs)
2: Lisa said, (laughs) yeah, I was like, (laughs) get
0: cancer then.
1: And then it was really quiet for oh, a little yeah. while, you yeah. know. And we started talking eventually again, you know what I mean? Because then, at, well, oh, man. And then we... I
0: just feel like I mean, I'm I feel like on that it would be almost like watching The Office when like Michael makes everybody really uncomfortable. Exactly <laughs> that's about how what it was. And
1: so I was like, oh, that was so the wrong thing to say. <laughs> and then I started thinking about
2: it, and I'm like, that's wrong. Yeah, it's not his fault. He he was born in the wrong body. Right. And I was like, and then he, I didn't know much about trans. Mm-hmm. I knew a couple of trans people. I knew him before and then I just knew him after never really was during the process and stuff. And I'm still friends with him on Facebook and we see each other and, but never really talked about it. So Mm -hmm. I, as a almost 45 year old lesbian, my generation doesn't understand that right? because that's new to us.
0: Well, and that's what I, I, um, I was telling you before you came on the podcast, my, my wife has, um, two girlfriends that got married and we went to the, we went to the wedding like two or three years ago in Florida And I... would, like, be talking to a lot of their friends just because, like, I don't understand, like, this stuff because I've literally never had friends or family, like, in that community. So, like, I, I want to tell you guys, I am not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to do anything, but I am literally just curious about the stuff that you guys are into. And uh, we actually went to Florida recently, and they took us to a drag show. Yeah. And it was one of the most hilarious things because I'm always, like, all for getting in front of everybody, like, being part of everything, And my wife and her friends are not, they're kind of more like, you know, held back. They kind of hang back. And um, Jen lost me at one point. And then she looks up on stage and I'm hanging out with this like, literally is like six, seven, like, I mean, super tall drag queen. And it was like, and she she was giving me like a shot and telling me to like, (laughs) I thought she said, (laughs) I forget what it was. Basically, they told us to pantomime giving birth or something like that. And like, it was like a competition who could do the best job of that. And like, it was just ridiculous. My (laughs) wife has it all on camera and it's uh, very embarrassing for me, but it's also super fun. I had a blast. And, and, um, but like I said, I just was very, I'm very like, I'm very naive too. And I'm very like, um, I feel like innocent. And when I've gone to those places with them, people like have a blast with me because they just, I'm very open about whatever they want to talk about. I don't care what you like, what are you into? Like, and I got a picture of myself in a big giant mink fur coat. <laughs> it was, it was a blast, but um, you know, I don't really know where I'm going with that besides just the, 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 um, it like the innocent. And like when I'm asking stuff or talking about stuff, I'm not trying to be like, there's no negativity coming from. We
2: wouldn't it. think you would be because you wouldn't
0: have asked us to be right. on. Absolutely.
1: But to be fair, also I think that it's fair to say that that's true for people in the community too, even right. knowing about each other.
0: That's crazy so like, too. I didn't me. like, and that was what I was going. I didn't to understand. Well, ask you because you just said that you did. You that it's something that's new I'm, to your age. I'm very ignorant about it, right. honestly.
1: Well, and and, and I, I'm learning. Really, that's the purpose of our show. Is really, first of all, we, we all our guests are people who we try to find people who are comfortable talking about their story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and so to be fair, like we may we tell them like you know we are going to have questions. And like, if you have a limit, we just want to know like what that is for you. Right. But really like our whole goal is to like, basically put a face to all these labels to make people see that, you know, we're all still just people at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. no matter what we identify as, we probably identify the same way, but entirely differently. Like, I can't tell you the next trans man is not going to have anything like me. Like right. I'm, cause at the end of the day, I'm also a veteran's kid. There's a thousands of other things about me other than me just being trans. Mm-hmm. And my, I think that's like our whole goal. And it's funny because we interview these people and we learn their life story and they become friends because we've exchanged our life story. Right. At that Absolutely.
2: Point.
3: Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, Jennifer Marshall is this great woman who came on and, you know, she transitioned so late in life. But, you know, she's become a huge ally of the show and like really wants to push and promote And a good it. friend.
2: Well,
0: and I I just saw a description of your guys' show. I didn't actually get the chance to listen to all of them. I tried to listen to a couple before having you guys on because Mm -hmm. there's so many podcasts, man. I try to follow all of my friends that do podcasts, all of my friends that put out content, plus the ones that are like the very popular ones like Rogan and Adam Kroll and all that Uh, stuff. I try to follow those and it's just too hard to follow everything. But I listened and I also read some descriptions did did you have somebody on that transitioned and then went, transitioned back? Yeah. Like, couldn't that be one of the most difficult things in the world? Like, because oh yeah,
2: well, and of it's the funny because some trans people hate him because of it. Because right. once you're trans, you're always trans. Well,
1: hate's a strong word. Well, I think it make, dislike. I think he, I think, I'm sorry. I think he may, no. I'm saying I think he makes them uncomfortable because he has experienced dysphoria in, in two a different, different way. directions. Right. And that's really scary to a lot of older trans people. And real know? quick.
2: Um, for the listeners and for you, because I didn't know what dysphoria was. Will you explain that?
1: So gender dysphoria is, is my understanding of it anyway, um, mm-hmm. is what you're, I was diagnosed with, you know what I mean? Because you don't identify as the gender you're in. But that's also, it can be a body dysphoria, you know what I mean? Your dysphoria can be linked to different triggers. Right. Um, And you know, like we had a- Because trans- there's like
0: body dysmorphia as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Like yeah, where sure. people like are never happy with, like a lot of bodybuilders have it where they like, are not happy with like no their matter what and yeah. no matter what they do, they can't be comfortable with it.
1: Exactly. Well, and it's like that. And then, so instead like, it's like you have to, so then they have letters of medical intervention so mm-hmm. you can do stuff to make yourself more comfortable. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you're basically just treating the symptoms. Right. Um And so for him to experience it on both ends like that, I think that's an intimidating idea for a lot of trans people. And I think that after talking to him and really experiencing his presence, he's not like, a scary person. No, I think, not at all. Like I said, I think like people kind of see him as like a boogeyman almost. Like it's built up in their head what he's like, his message is. But in reality, he's just telling his story right. and he went through a lot of stuff.
2: Like, yeah. oh, he just changed his mind. And it's not that after you right. listen to his story. And the thing of it is he's married to a woman. Mm-hmm. He's, he's was a straight minister at yeah. that Lu- Lutheran, I believe Lutheran minister. Right. And so it was very difficult for him when he realized that, he thought he, he realized he was born in the wrong body. Right. He didn't know what was wrong with him, but he was a Lutheran straight minister. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, in my head back in the day, uh, trans, when it first started, I thought it was always a gay person. Right. I never realized, you know, a Lutheran minister could, well, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. That just didn't ever click to me. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's. And you know everybody obviously has their internal struggles. It's just you know that one you can't really go you can't go through it and feel better about it without some like visible
2: right. yeah. change. Absolutely. The thing. And then you know afterwards, and then it switched on him, mm-hmm. and he felt the opposite. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This his story that I got the most out of. He feels like the person he was supposed to be all along. Right now, that's good. And he's happier than he's ever been. Good. And that to me is is the gist of the story. And that's what we're doing. We're not doing textbook. Right the LBGDQ AI plus.
0: Yeah. That's, what, that's one of the things I was going to ask you guys, because once again, this is like, this is kind of a, I, I wrote it down cause I wanted to word it specifically. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like offensive about this, but oh, like when, when it comes, like my question is mm-hmm. <clears throat> how do you feel about the labels? Because I think sometimes I think it's one of those things that maybe that somebody's just wanting something that is, specifically for them it's almost like our generation and like wh- how we are with personalizing all of our entertainment personalizing everything in our lives people want like a personalized label for themselves as what they are or is it do you think that it's actually like do you think those labels actually make sense for that stuff
1: I have well I, I have like a couple of views on that I, I don't think, know if that um, made sense no I'm it sorry. did it was really it, no and, and to be fair it was very well worded too. yeah <laughs> <Thank> Um <you. laughs> but um no, I think that uh, a part of it is is wanting a sense of community and knowing that. I mean, because I mean, don't get me wrong. I think at the end of the day, I consider myself a man, not a trans right. man. You know what I mean? Right. But there are people going through the same thing I'm going through. And those are trans men, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, I mean, I think there's labels like that where it's kind of a community sense. Mm-hmm. But I also think they're used to kind of break barriers. You know what I mean? Like being transgender, you are going to shop across the aisle. Being non-binary, you're going to dress in, you know, both sides of the aisle. Yeah. Or then the,
0: the non-binary thing's kind of strange to me because yeah. I don't understand it. So is that just not, I don't, I don't get it. Like what that's,
1: is. It's identifying as both. Okay. Really. So we had Nikki who was an intern for us for a long time and they explained it very well. And that's, you know, there are some days they feel like a man. days they mm-hmm. feel like a woman. Some days they feel like both. Mm-hmm. And that feminine masculine energy for them isn't really masculine and feminine. It's just one
0: singular energy. Right. Is there, is there like a, a group of people that don't have it, a feeling one way or the other men or what? Like they don't feel like a male well, or a female. Like that's, they just That's, non-binary. Have, yeah. that's, that's non-binary. Yeah, That's basically okay. non-binary. So they just like, that's okay. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm getting.
2: Well, you're good. You're and good. good. And I, a friend of mine who is in my age group, she's um, into science. She's like a scientist of some sort. She goes, Sears, it's easy. What is binary? Right. It's Ones, a one zeros. and a zero. Yeah. She goes, what's non-binary? Neither. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you.
0: Yeah, that makes, that makes 100% right? sense.
2: Doesn't it? And yeah. I, the whole time I struggled with it, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And the, she said that, and I was like,
1: why didn't they cover that in Bill Nye?
3: <laughs> 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 well,
2: at that point, I finally understood it because I couldn't wrap my hand head around yeah, it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Until we had Nikki in, yeah. And you know, that's what we're doing. We're doing it from the personal perspective. Right. There is not an exact way to be a lesbian. There's not an exact way to be bisexual. There's
1: not a.
0: There's an not it, an exact way to be just a normal exactly. human being. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we like
1: have people like on just for, being
0: a person, like for for it's hard to be a person. Yeah. So, oh,
1: yeah. Well, just, I mean, I like you know you saying that you don't know a whole lot about it, right? Like. You know, I mean, to be fair, hetero culture we're, we're raised in, mm-hmm. so it's easy to kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. But you're not raised in a gay culture surrounding right. you. A lot of people are, anyway. You know, we've had guests who are raised by gay parents, so they're what and they're
2: call? straight. Yeah, right.
1: But what did what did Jordan call himself? It was good. It was um, queer cultured. Oh, okay. So yeah. I think there's some straight people who are queer cultured, but then I think you know, like also, if you're not in the community, like you, you know, right, it's, you don't have to see
0: it. And and um. There's a couple of, like, something that just came out on Netflix that I actually just, my wife turned on this morning before, because we, like I said, my wife sta- and I stayed up last night because my, my wife told me yesterday she wants to get drinking out of her system. Because
2: so, you guys were <laughs> celebrating. So, so, we,
0: so we drank a lot, and she woke up this morning, and she said... Yep. I think I got drinking out of my system and she ordered Donato's pizza and it yes. got delivered about an hour ago. So I oh. bet it's about halfway gone. Um, but no, she, um, she turned on this TV show called, I want to say it's called special and it's a gentle, it's focused on a gentleman that has uh, cere- cerebral, is it cere- cerebral, cerebral pro- palsy. Yeah. It's, he has palsy. And then, um, he works at a, he works at a company that he told them that he got hit by a car and, basically has let everybody believe that that's what causes his, like, handicap, but he's also a gay man, and so it's a very, it's a very funny, wow. funny that some, show. That's,
1: like, really, Oh, my gosh, it's very,
0: very good, very, very good show. I just suggest you guys check it out, because I've only gotten, like, two episodes in, but I was just laughing the whole time. It's like, kind it's a of great show. It's
2: funny. It made you, when you said that, it made me think of well um, Vernon Shirley, mm-hmm. you, did you,
0: I heard well, of it. Naked night, okay. Yeah, I never, I never, I didn't have cable. God, I'm old. We talked Anyways, about it off the podcast. Squiggy <laughs> from
2: Laverne and Shirley had, got diagnosed with MS. I have MS, so I read his book. I and, wanted to ask you about yes, that as well because I've seen the
0: posts on like Instagram and stuff yeah, like that.
2: Um, so he led everybody, because he was at an audition and Richard Pryor, I believe it was, his agent called and the lady in the waiting room said, no, that part's been filled and so after she got off the phone he goes why am i still sitting here and she goes oh that was richard prayers agent the nerve of him trying to work with ms so at that point he was like i'll never tell anybody he let them believe he was a drunk
0: oh my god a fall
2: down drunk <clears throat> the entire time he Was a, an actor, yeah, that's crazy because he didn't want him to know he had MS.
0: And yeah. I mean, even back then, like if you have any kind of disability or anything yeah. wrong with you, it was like you're not, but it work. made me
2: think of that with yeah. you that story, but, but no, yeah,
0: that that show it's a very good show. Um, something I wanted to dive into though, because you guys do do the podcast, but you guys also do comedy, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's like I looked up, I saw your website, I've heard the story, I've listened to Pat McAfee for years, um, basically. I started listening to Pat McAfee and following him uh, as soon as he was on Bob and Tom, because I used to be a very avid Bob and Tom listener. Like, I listened to them since I was probably in fourth grade or something like that, because my stepdad used to take me to school every now and then. And... My stepdad had a very few redeeming qualities, but one of his qualities was he allowed me to like listen to Bob and Tom with him, watch like mm-hmm. the Simpsons and stuff when I was probably too young to be watching that kind of stuff and enjoying it. <clears throat> um, but basically I've, I've listened to them uh, forever. Then he was on there and I was like, he's a funny dude. Like he's funny. And then I followed like kind of his uh, football career. Cause I'm a huge diehard Colts fan and um you know i i've always watched uh, and followed his podcast and he actually even talked what's so crazy about this world and like when you think about like um how things kind of like the energy and how things kind of flow together. Like I just had talked to you about you coming on the show and then on his podcast, randomly, he tells the story of you starting to do comedy. So I want you to tell kind of your version of it. Cause I've heard his version of it. So it I want to hear your, is a
2: little bit different than mine. Yeah, so I want
0: to, I want to hear, I want to hear your <laughs> it's version close to of, the same. of starting comedy and maybe like kind of meeting up with him.
2: Funny story. I never listened to Bob and Tom until I started doing comedy and knew some of the people that were on it. I never wanted to do comedy. Um, And I also don't listen to podcasts, even though I have one. (laughs) Somebody had to let me know that I was on his. Yeah. So I had to look it up and find it. You know, I got all excited. But so I play a lot of poker Mm -hmm. and I happen to be sitting at the American Legion in Fishers playing poker one night. My
0: wife's, sorry to interrupt, my wife's mom and um, her husband are huge American Legion people. Like when she comes to town, she spends most of her time at that Fishers American Legion. Just you know.
2: That's the one I'm a member of. It's called the Beaver Legion. Really, <laughs> it's a perfect one for me to be a member of, right? Anyways, that just happened to be the one I I didn't pick yeah. it because of that. But when I got the membership, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's perfect. Anyways, so I was playing poker there on a Friday night, like I do most Friday nights, and I've been playing for 15 years. Some of these guys, I know they're kids. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing together so long. Mm-hmm. And most of them know me, you know, and they know how I am. And they're all like, Sears, you know, when I walk in, they're all yelling, hey, Sears, what's up? And that night it was a packed house. I mean, they had like eight tables and there was a wait list. And I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And I was hoping to get on my buddy that was dealing stable. Right. And my seat came open. It was next to this guy that had an IU hat on, didn't know who he was, looked familiar. Mm -hmm. But so do all the guys in there. And I can't remember names to save my life. (laughs) I can remember faces. I'm I'm bad about that Not names. So, anyways, as soon as I got sat down, somebody buddy across the t- at the table next to us goes, Hey, did you get that website locked up for the Twat Waffle? And I said, No, twatwaffle.com is too expensive. But I got twatwafflehouse.com. <laughs> so we can open bed and breakfast that, you know, only serves pie and breakfast up an I69, I- you know, something like that. But um, and he's like, What's that? And I said, Twat waffle. It's my ex-girlfriend is all. And he's like, What? That is hilarious. And so You know, I just was being me. And the Mm -hmm. talking shit part, that's what I do at the table. You know, I tell the guys all the time, you know, eat a bag of dicks, whatever. (laughs) Because I just, I banter. Yeah. And he kept going, you're hilarious. And I'm like, "Eh," you know, whatever. And he kept going, you should do comedy. I know people. And I'm like, I know people too. Right. Because a lot of poker people. Players beat their chest like oh I know everybody I love it when people tell me what Pat McAfee's doing now and it's usually wrong and I'm like "Eh, (laughs) you're a fool but I mean they always like to know they like beat their chest like they do everything and they know everything you know and um, so I just was like
0: whatever name droppers
2: yeah and I was just like whatever and I knew he looked familiar but half those guys do and this one guy called him McAfee Mm -hmm. and I looked at him and I said you do look like Pat McAfee he goes I get told that a lot (laughs) And I was like, he's my favorite Colts player. You know, he is what a Colts player should be. He stayed until, him and Matt Overton stayed until every last person got their autograph at Colts camp. Right. And it was right the same month I had got my double mastectomy for wow. my breast cancer. And he stayed and he made it a big deal to talk to me because of my breast yeah. cancer and everything. And he was my favorite player at that point. Right. Plus, before that when he still had his long hair, he had played in drag for the Gay Pride softball games. (laughs) So between those two things, I'm like, he is my player. I had a jersey. He was my favorite player. I wore it every Sunday. So I was was telling him this, and he's like, he probably is just lucky to be kicking the balls. You know, and I just kept going. And about a half an hour later, he kept on me. I know people, and I'm like, yeah, I know people too. And he was talking about Bob. I was from Mm -hmm. Bob and Tom. I was talking about Penny Lane that ran an open mic. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. But um, finally I said, okay, what is your first name? And he said, Patrick, it's Irish, just Pat. And I looked at him and grabbed my phone and started scrolling through my pictures. Yeah. And he goes, what are you looking for? I said, a picture of me, Pat McAfee. He goes, where'd we get our picture taken together? (laughs) I looked at him and stuck my finger in his face. I said, you're a motherfucker. (laughs) And he just laughed. And so I thought, well, maybe I should try it. Right. And I got up on stage and tried it in front of 40 of my friends. My second, third time ever, a fellow poker player put me on a show with Mike Armstrong, the funny ex cop from Bob and yep. Tom, my second, yep. third time ever on stage. I opened for Pat my sixth time. I ran into him in the lobby mm-hmm. after his show because I had never seen him and I thought I should probably go see this right. guy. And I ran into him. He goes, Hey, you want to open for me tomorrow night?
0: That's so like, crazy, too. And that sounds like, I mean, listening to his show sounds exactly like, I was like something he would do.
2: Are you serious? And he goes, Yeah, but you better kill it. And I said, I will. <laughs> I may or may not have shit myself the next day. I'm trying to get ready mm-hmm. on time, but I got ready on time, got there. It was in front of Bob. It was yep. in front of Sean Latham it was in front of so many people. And I did, I killed it. Didn't know what I was doing. My sixth time on stage right. still didn't know comedy. So I saw Sean was having a show. I met him that night,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, two weeks later. So I sent him an Instagram message. Cause I didn't know you don't reach out to the headliners like that. <laughs> and I said, Hey, do you have a spot? For a guest spot for me, maybe on your yeah. show? And he's like, actually Friday, yeah. Your boys hosted. So my eighth time I opened a Sean and Pat was hosting and that's told awesome. about how he met me and taught me into doing it's comedy. Super cool. You know, and then um I'll fast forward a little bit. Then I met Louis Anderson after yep. a show and became kind of friends with him. And um I actually am going to LA next week for an audition for baskets.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. That's great. I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. And that's a very, very cool show. Um and I just I feel like with just talking to you and just talking, like hearing about the story, it's almost like the energy that like, and I believe very fully in momentum and like keeping and doing something and going for the stuff that you want to do. You know, my, my normal day job gets in the way of the podcast being more, you know, than what it is right now. But uh, I just, I think it's awesome to see that. And, you know, I, the, my best Pat McAfee story, and I don't even think it's that great of a story, but um (laughs) You know, I I went to tr- training camp a couple of times and um, I never really pushed for the autographs because I more just want to shake somebody's hand, talk to them. Like, for example, I met uh, Kevin from the office when the Super Bowl was here and he was like, he was in the uh, bar at the hotel and I like... I walked up to him because everybody was hounding him for pictures and autographs. And I just walked up to him and said, hey, man, I just want to tell you, you do a great job on the show. I don't need a picture. I don't need an autograph. I just want to shake your hand and tell you do a great job on the show. And he was like, thanks, man. Like, it's really kind of crazy that, you know, everybody here is like, bother me. I have to have these security guys with me mm-hmm. just because of this. And I was like, hey, I completely get it. And I was like, you have a good evening. I'm out of here. <laughs> and I just like walked away. But with McAfee, I swear to God, I literally, he was walking across the field. I, uh, like made eye contact with him somehow. And I did this, I just did the one, the one finger up in the air for the number one. And he just like kind of pointed at me and like gave me like, kind of like the like, point. And I was like, that's one of the coolest things of all time. And I'm <laughs> and like, that's completely so small compared to your story, but he's one of my favorite people of all time. Just like with his comedy, the stuff that he's done. And just, he stays true to himself about he, things. And- he
2: does, you know, he, his, If you meet his parents, you understand why he is the way he is. They are amazing. When they see me, they give me a hug. Mm -hmm. I sit with him at comedy shows back when Morty's was there, you know. Um, When Pat would walk into Morty's and if I was there, he'd be like, hey, Lisa, have you met Sammy yet? I mean, he just treats me just like, you know. And it's so cool that just because of him, a poker game, you know, and- I'm getting to audition yeah. for baskets, and what? If,
0: and if you get if you get to talk to him, tell him that I've, I, I honestly also know a story of him talking about me on the, his podcast, because my podcast Twitter, uh, I follow certain people, but I don't follow a lot. I try to keep that number lower so that it looks good that I have a lot of followers and less that I'm following. I know that's kind of like a, an ego thing, but it's just kind of the look that I'm going for or whatever. I've kind of thrown that out the window and just started following a bunch of people lately. But <clears throat> Um, I have, at, I had tweeted at him to like, see if he would come on the show. Cause we're based in central, East, central Indiana, East, Southeastern
3: yeah. uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah.
0: And I was like, you know, at the very least, would you guys want to call in like anybody on the show? It's not even like Pat Mc Cause I love their whole crew. Like I love everybody that's on their podcast. And, um, it's funny because my Twitter, like my podcast page, like I said, I don't follow certain people. So like somehow I had accidentally followed his accountant on Twitter because he was like talking about his accountant and he said, go follow him or something like that. So I thought I was on my personal page because I followed all of those guys on my personal page, but not my podcast page. Somehow I was logged into my podcast page, followed that guy, not realizing it. But he brought up on his podcast that there's somebody that's always asking him to be on the podcast, but he doesn't follow anybody on the show except for his accountant, which is weird. And I was like, that's me like that. I, and I scrolled through and like saw like that. I accidentally followed his accountant or whatever. Who is that? I can't remember what his name is now, but it's like, I can't believe that that was like, and, and he was like, I'm not going to be on somebody's show that doesn't follow us or anything like that. And I like wanted to, I was like screaming at my phone cause I'm listening to the podcast yeah. and I'm like, I promise I do on the other account. I just didn't tweet you from that and I was just That's like hilarious. so upset. But if you do talk to him, let him know that he could at least call in maybe 5 minutes he's anybody. So, anybody so on busy the show. Um, But I know they're busy. But anybody that's on the show, if they want to call in, they're more than welcome to. Because, like I said, I don't want to be too much of a fanboy, but I am a fanboy of their shows. Like, if I got to talk to anybody, I'd maybe she
2: tried Todd McComas.
0: I I want to. I've tweeted him. He's a great him as well. person as well. I and worked I've seen him, him uh, do stand up quite a bit. Yeah, like, he's, he's funny. really funny. He's very funny. With you, how how long have you been doing comedy? Like, what what is your what is your story? Oh, it's a
1: much smaller story. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pat McAfee didn't ride in on a white horse for me. <laughs> I'm still waiting. So, no, I, uh, no, I uh, honestly, um, I think most comedians kind of start this way where they, there's, you're funny, dude. Like that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and honestly, like I'm, I've always kind of been brash when talking about like anything. Right. Um. And I had a friend who worked at Jokers and she was like, well, you know, you could just try an open mic. That's all you would have to do is try an open mic. Like, you know you don't even have to be funny at this one. Is that, not Jokers is a great open mic. I'm not trying to down it. That's just what she said, okay? Like, I have a great time at Jokers. It's just what she said yeah. to, like, encourage me to get up there. Um, and actually, like, that was when I met Sears was because I started really... What I got. I went to Crackers for my first time when it was in Broader Bowl, Right. And then I took a really long break because I went through, like, a breakup and stuff. Yeah. And then I started at Jokers, and I was going, like, every Monday. And then that's when I met Sears. And we were the only two queer comics mm-hmm. you know what i mean her you know because and, and honestly some of our bits talk about it and that was when i was first telling people i was trans mm-hmm. and um and yeah and then it just kind of took off from there and then i i met um charlie hester who's been a really like really nice and like encouraging influence and then honestly like after we started doing the podcast i just i became more comfortable just with everybody right. we, we interview strangers every week you know what i mean right. and then and then Honestly, then I got my first headliner um for my birthday last year at this small club up in Muncie and, and that's, that's like awesome. that's like the full roundness yeah. of I got really- to
2: feature for him. So and it was that show was awesome.
1: Oh, it was fun. That was a good show. Yeah. Well we were good.
2: We, we lit the we, stage we were, on fire. We they had to close that open mic down yeah. now because of us. Yeah, yeah that's,
1: that's exactly why that, it that's closed why. down. They were like, well, it just hasn't been funny since the gays left. So. Yeah, I mean, they're like, these
2: straight people are not near as funny. Right? We're, it's all
1: it's these all like straight, white, See, I
2: can't
1: say that. I'm not trying to offend people. We actually <laughs> had uh,
0: Devon Shoemaker on yeah. recently um, yes. who's- who was, did a lot of yeah. stuff with that show. And uh, he, he kind of told the story of it kind of shutting down and everything like yeah. that. But I think he's going to do well. He's very funny. Mm-hmm. I like his dry, like, I think delivery, I guess. I don't know. I uh, I tried, and I've we talked about this on the podcast before, but I haven't talked to you guys. I actually tried an open mic one time because it was one of my, like, bucket list items to get on stage and try it. And I had, like, spent, you know, a couple weeks writing stuff and, like, try like kind of practiced it, but I didn't really practice it. Driving up there, I freaked out, and I just kind of like threw that all out the window, and just told a story that I've told like a hundred times, and got some laughs up at Kettle Top Brew House. And then I was like, okay, I've done it. I was terrified. It was actually the scariest, like one of the scariest feelings I've ever had um, going on stage. Which I am not that kind of person. So like, I'm very, shy, no. I'm very open, very all that stuff. But it's more, I think, it's kind of the same anxiety that I had whenever like I was in school and I didn't prepare for the test. And so like I felt like I was not ready and 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 I was like and I I get nervous because I want everything to be good like I want to be good the first time or whatever and yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm very scared that I'm going to just suck so like I threw that out the window all the stuff that I wrote and uh, told the story. It was good. Like I said, I've, I've told the story a hundred times. It basically pooped my pants at a bar when I was dancing with somebody. Like, I had the little nice. shark thing.
3: Yeah. And I uh-huh.
0: basically, I ran home and uh, changed clothes, washed my butt, and ran back to the bar in Muncie and started hanging out with the same girl that I was dancing with. And <laughs> Oh, my God. And, uh... And I
1: Is
0: that I, your wife Well, I ended the joke by saying now that's my wife, but it wasn't actually I just thought that's it made better. it made more sense Oh, yeah. the joke better. Um but no, it, it was just funny because the girl asked me like, Why are you why are you wearing shorts? Weren't you wearing jeans? And I was like, Oh, I was just hot. I had to run home, I lived <laughs> right down the road. <laughs> but it was uh it was a bad it was a good story. It's a good story. But I also like I said, I was scared and I honestly I got the feeling I think that I wanted and I got the uh thing knocked off my bucket list. I prefer, though, to... I don't think that I can deliver or write jokes for stand-up, but I think that I... like One of my friends, BJ, that I told you about <clears throat> from the Smugcast, he's been going up to Kettletop for a while, and I feel real confident in coming up with, like, premises or something that's kind of like, I have an idea. I don't know how to make this a joke, but I'm going to send it to you because I know that you can turn it into a joke, but I can at least... I have funny thoughts of like premises, but like I can't actually make a joke. So
2: it's funny because I actually can't <laughs> write jokes.
0: What's it's, that? I'm sorry. I, I really
2: I can't really write jokes. Oh yeah. Almost everything is real life or something that came out of my mouth. For right. example, one of my closers is from the night I met Pat. I had bought something off a garage sale site, and um, I actually went to this lady's house, picked it up, came into the poker game, and I was getting ready to post a picture of her cat on. Instagram because yeah. it was gorgeous and I said look at this cat this lady paid six grand for this cat and he looked at me and I said she got ripped off you know how much pussy I can get for six grand he's like "Sears, seriously <laughs> you need to be doing comedy <laughs> so you know
0: yeah I I just like I said like um that's one of my jokes You know, so, so. some of the like I just I don't know how to I don't know how to word it <clears throat> but I had a dream um The other night. And that's where a lot of like my ideas for like movies, like because I have like I've written like I have like a whole like uh synopsis and like a whole thing written. I haven't actually written the script, but I have like a cartoon movie that I came up with in my head, like just I had a dream about it. And I was like, this would be kind of cool for like a Pixar type type movie. So I've written that. I've written a bunch of different stuff, but the uh I had a dream last like a couple nights ago. And it was like I was in a wheelchair, and I was like playing wheelchair basketball, and it was like the Special Olympics. And um,
2: oh, those are going it, away, I, aren't they?
0: It was so. It was so. so
2: Didn't they say they're quit funding? Sorry, I have oh, no so. idea. I have no <laughs> idea
0: about that. But I just like I said, I had this dream about that, and part of the dream was that there were people with polio and stuff that were in the Special Olympics because of the anti. Vaxxers like that group and so my instant thought when I woke up was like man the Special Olympics would get really interesting if they started having people that had like polio and stuff and like I just I thought that like would be a good premise for a joke because of the anti-vaxxers that whole thing it's kind of current that kind of thing and I like I immediately like was like dude I need to send that to somebody that does jokes because I feel like that's funny and that's a funny base for something somebody just needs to turn it into an actual joke.
1: No, that, <laughs> and I, and, no all the, it's like all the pieces are there. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> don't know. I don't know
0: how to do it. But like I said, um, but that's what like these and like the stuff that I've written for like the movies and the ideas that I've had for like TV shows, movies, books, things like that uh, come from like dreaming. And I know I've talked about this on podcast before, but I want to get your guys's opinion. I dream like on a pretty regular basis where I'm literally like the third person camera like watching stuff happen yeah. like it's a show or a movie. And I just wondered if you guys have ever had anything like that. Cause very few people I've talked to say that they've dreamed, like most people dream in first person. I don't. So like.
1: I The only reason mm. I think I don't though is because when I dream, I view myself as a man mm-hmm. and I, th- and I think that, well, obviously you know person. I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. But like it's, It's different, obviously. So I think, I I always thought that was the reason I dreamt that way. But Mm. also I think like creative types dream that way. Yeah. Because we very much put things into scenes for ourselves. Mm. And especially if we are writers, you know what I mean? It's easy, and especially if like you're a good storyteller too. You want to kind of see things played out. Even when you tell stories, you're like playing them out through your head. You know what I mean? And I think so really I, I can imagine it's probably, I would imagine it's common with creative types. Right.
0: And I always had a—I always had a weird uh, theory that a lot of our dreams are like from collective consciousness too because mm-hmm. a lot of times there'll be like, I'll have dreams that I'm not even who I am. Like I'm a completely different person in a completely different like part of the world. And you know, the people I'm interacting with, it's like I know them very well. And then I wake up and I'm like, how? why did I even dream like just going to the grocery store with this group of people that I don't like, that have no idea who they are.
2: It's funny because I honestly don't remember any dreams unless it's during a snooze alarm. That's
0: it. <laughs> Those are the best though. That's the Those only time. Those are my favorite because they're I the don't weirdest. Even,
2: I don't even do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I just wake up on my own right. in the more early now yeah. and- I don't.
0: Mine almost no always dreams. happens on the weekend because like no I'll dreams. wake up and I'll like be like ah, oh, it's the weekend. I should sleep in a little bit. So I'll go back to sleep and it's the weirdest dreams. Like it's oh, always yeah. the weirdest. I don't stuff.
2: remember any dreams. I never yeah. have.
0: That's it- crazy. See, and there's there's a group of people that there's people out there that don't remember them at all. And there's like even people that say that they they like they don't have any. They've ne- they don't remember ever having a dream.
1: But that's like see, and it's funny because like the psychology theory is that that's really unhealthy, right? So I, that, And so to not have any, see, but then I've also had like, I don't know if anyone else had this, but like, have you ever dreamt in a series? Like you wake up and then like, you oh, go yeah. back and it's like you the try same. to go back yep. to sleep yep. but, but in that dream. Like, but that's what I'm saying. But then it's the same dream. Like oh, yeah. I sort of got, I, it was a snooze and it was a snooze alarm yep. dreams like scenes, but like I'd wake up and turn my phone off and I I literally was going back to sleep determined to find my phone in my dream that was going off. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. like that kind of thing. I think happens a lot. I've had
2: that during the snooze only. Though. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I try to get myself back
2: into that dream because I'm not
0: done.
1: Right. Cause I have to find that phone and turn it off because <laughs> <laughs> someone's calling me.
0: The funniest, uh, or not the funniest, but like something that I always think is hilarious is, uh, the dreams where like, I'm trying to fight somebody and like, I can't really like all I'll swing as hard as I can. And it feels like I just kind of like don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I've read, like I've looked it up and stuff like that. It's like kind of like not having control of your life or something like that. Um, I, what's really funny is they talk about, I've had dreams where my teeth fall out, which they've talked about is worrying about money. Like when you Google it, it's like basically worrying about money. But what's funny is in my dreams and my teeth fall out, my tooth's already, like it already grows back. Like it falls out and then the tooth is there. So like, what what's my psychology? Like what's messed up right. in my brain?
2: You're worried about money, but it's coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, is that, is that what it is? Like, it's just, it's weird.
1: And I, mean, I just, you just uh, view money as replenishable. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's probably it right there, 100%.
0: Yeah. Because I always like, I'm like I said, in my, my wife and I's relationship, I'm the one who spends money, and she's the one who tries to save it. And that's mm-hmm. just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. So I had other stuff I we've gotten, this is one of the best podcasts because like, we don't even actually have to really worry about the notes, but there is some stuff that
2: real quick. Cause you keep asking about the labels. Yes. One of the first podcasts we, I said, why can't we all just be H for human? And that's the shirt I have on. That's- and it's true. But I've realized, you know, when we were children, what do we do? We say, what's that? What's that? What's that? We have that need as children to know what that is. And we see something and that looks like a cup. So it's a cup. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's a it's a blender bottle. Yeah. But to somebody that doesn't know any different, that looks like a cup. So unfortunately, that's how they view people. Right. You look like a man or you look like a woman. So that's obviously what you are because mm-hmm. it's our need to be what's that, what's that. And I think that's where the labels come from. Right.
1: Well, I think even off of that, though, I be think you see how children deal with that kind of curiosity differently. And you They're see like, that in okay. people, too. Like you either like because you either are going to ask someone directly or you're going to investigate yourself Or you're going to ignore it.
0: You know what I mean? Like, you see that behavior still as adults. What's crazy is, is even parents telling the story of being horrified that their kid asked, like, a black person why they were black. Like, that's already teaching the kid that that's not right to do that.
2: Don't talk to them about
0: it. So then it's just, that's a strange thing. Like, I mean, and I grew up, I grew up with my mom. My mom and I were to, like, my mom was a single parent with me for probably... I was in like fourth or fifth grade and my mom dated different guys I met she dated you know African-American people she like you know my mom is very very good at bringing me up completely naive of anything that has to do with race gender like any of that stuff so I was very lucky to grow but at the same time I had no knowledge of anything different than my own life. So then I I probably did offend people at some point or another, just because like I said, I never had any knowledge to say, to say, like you shouldn't say something like that because I just was not brought up to even worry about any of that stuff. <clears throat> and um, I actually had a guy uh, that I got into. I, I never do this. I got into like a little Facebook debate with somebody and, and, um, and it was like, it was an African-American gentleman. And I was this whole debate. I was, the entire debate, I was trying to stay away from that, like the the racial part of it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to keep it solely on the logic of the argument. And he kept uh, telling me to check my white privilege. And I it was just, it was driving me crazy because he was trying to bait me into an argument that would go towards the racial stuff when I was trying to keep it based on the logical argument that we were talking about. And it was just frustrating. It was tough. It's tough because I am the one I'm the, I'm definitely not a racist person. (laughs) Like like I'm trying to tell this guy like, Hey, this has nothing to do with what you're talking about, man. So that's why I try to not get into those Facebook debates because you get sucked into those things that you will end up putting something on the internet. That's going to live forever. And then somebody's going to, you know, construe it as this. And if this podcast does ever get popular or famous or whatever, or I get some sort of success Somebody could bring that up later and be like, oh, this guy was being racist or something like that.
2: Well, and it's funny because a buddy of mine goes, you know, what would be a great publicity stunt? And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, you need to run for governor. And wow. I was like, "Who? the closet full of skeletons. <laughs> that they would <laughs> dig up though. I'm like, do I really want to do that?
1: Yeah, but that's how I feel about <laughs> like my, any with type of my uh, criminal
0: record. I've been banned by uh, by a lot from a lot of jobs.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't have a criminal record. I'm just but-
0: kidding, but
1: But no, but like, even but I think that's how I feel about even fame. I'm like, I don't I don't know if I want people to want to know more things about me cuz there's some stuff that I'm like you don't need to know that, you know? Like, nobody ever needs to see that photo, like, you know?
0: Yeah. And, And that's the thing, like, that's, I've always said it, and I know that this is kind of like a, it's a very easy thing to say before you ever have any kind of fame or notoriety, but I've always said that I feel like I'd be completely fine with People want to know whatever they want to know about me because I'm a very open book. Like, I mean, I've had some really dark times in my life, but I've also, for the most part, my life about 99% of it's been pretty cool and chill. So, like, that's me. Everybody
2: knows my life. I put it out there and they can find me because I check in everywhere and they know exactly where I'm at at all times. So, I really don't have much to hide that people don't know. Yeah. But if you got into something like that, oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully I get this part. And so, you know. That's, people will want to know more, but I mean, as far great. as going for governor, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's well, but, a whole different well, thing. They're
1: looking for like and, actual dirt and yeah. something to make look dirty, even, you know. No, I, know, I, and I the, just
0: in the job, he wouldn't want that job. Oh God, no! <laughs>
1: Talk about high stress. <laughs> right? I would,
2: because ha- I know nothing about politics. I know people, yeah, is what I know, mm-hmm. and I have ideas. Now, as far as politics goes, I'd have to have somebody else do that. But you know what? There are a lot of people that have been elected. They know nothing about right. politics. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, Donald Trump, right. you know, just to name a few. And they
0: have people around them that kind of push them in and the And they've right done direction. it. And
2: there are people that think they're successful, you right. know, whether we believe that or not on either case or right. whatever. That's a different story. Yeah. But they've gotten elected. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if
0: I want to do that. Right. I just think that I think I'll, I honestly think you're right about the the dirt thing, too. And then the, the aspect of it is um, that... There would be stuff that they would probably bring up that isn't actually. They would spin it in the light of it yep. being terrible, even though it's not necessarily a terrible thing. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. We, yeah. <clears throat> well, and and I think, but you know, I mean. Also, then I look at who got elected into office, and I'm like, well, clearly you can have a lot of dirt on you nowadays. Right. So I mean, it, it's it just depends on yeah. honestly, and that just depends on your team. And that guy had a great publicist at the end of the day. Right.
2: So I could get elected.
1: Yeah, you get need a really <laughs> good <sure>. publicist. <laughs> well, and,
0: and there's even like I've talked about this on the podcast before with uh, with Trump getting elected. They there's a there's a psychologist or some sort of like sociologist, some guy. That was on Adam Carolla's podcast and said that whoever his team was, or even if, even if he had, if he was the one who came up with this idea of utilizing this method of, uh, manipulating people's thoughts, not manipulate, that sounds super like conspiracy theory. I love conspiracy oh, theories, I do but, too. <laughs> um, but he said that, uh, Trump was using a tactic of continuously repeating the same things because then people start, like your brain automatically believe starts it. to believe that or not even necessarily believe that. But like, for example, he kept calling the Hillary Crooked Hillary. Yeah. So then every time somebody heard Hillary Clinton, they thought Crooked Hillary, because he said that so many times mm-hmm. and it was played so many times that, that just kind of like it became associated with that.
2: It's funny, I was in sales all my life, which I thought I would retire from. Never planned on doing comedy or any of this. Yeah. I love and, sales
0: by the way. I went to school for it. So
2: I read his book. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's a salesman. He yeah. knows that stuff. We're trained that stuff. That's that is sales, but politics are glorified salespeople.
0: Yep. Mimicking. And that's like why
2: he knew what to do to get them to think gestures that.
0: Gestures and things like oh, that. Yeah. Like oh There's my so God. much oh, yeah. that all goes it. into be it. Be a chameleon. I love it. <laughs> I know that's weird to say that, but I do. I love
2: oh, no, You have
3: to be I fascinated by the whole thing. And I
0: loved, thing. like, as a. I was a bartender for a while. I was a server for a while. And that was one of my favorite things. The, oh, and the thing that sucked about it was all the side work. But I always, like, I got in trouble because I would pay people to do my side work and just be like, I'm going to give you like five or 10 bucks. Will you just roll the silverware, clean the section? I'm going to get out of here. And I got in trouble multiple times my bosses for that because they're like, you're not doing your stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm, this is literally the spirit of capitalism. Cause I'm paying somebody to do a service it's for me. It's not like you tricked so anybody like, into right? doing yeah.
1: anything. So I'm right? i just going to leave.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved sales. Yeah. I, I miss it. I wrote a, a proposal letter for us for a float for a pride for a sponsor Cause we want to do a float in the pride parade. And I wrote this letter and after I wrote it, I was like, man, I miss sales. Yeah. Cause I nailed
0: that letter to a T that. We got to work together because I'm trying to get sponsors over here.
3: (laughs) I'm (laughs) like,
2: man, I nailed that letter and I miss sales, but I'll tell you what, and the money was good. I make nothing in comparison and I'm happier than I've ever been. That's awesome. It's, it's insane.
0: Yeah. And I'm not in sales at all. Like I went to school for it, but I'm in like, I'm in management and that's just, it's, one of the most demoralizing jobs of all time. (laughs) But uh, I just do it because I've also talked about this on the podcast before. Like my regular job, like my wife and I have gotten to a level of like comfortability that I feel like I can't leave it, which is frustrating. Like I know that that's, I know there's all kinds of people out there to be like, no, you should just do what your like, your heart desires kind of thing. But at the same time, man, I'm like, I... I can't, like, I literally physically can't stop working there and then be able to do something else that without you want. that income because that's just, like, we survive on that. Um, but I I just, I love this conversation. I'm trying to think of other stuff. To,
1: well, stability if, is a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, like, he, insurance, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And him and I are so opposite with that because, unfortunately, I'm on disability mm-hmm. because after the breast cancer, my MS got really bad. And about two years ago, I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. At all, pretty much. And my neighbor was having to come pick me up off the floor. Yeah, geez. And so I've been blessed to the point of having that. So I have time to work on this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'll be getting off disability within the next couple of years. They have a program where you can work towards that. That's awesome. So that you can make sure you can go ahead and work Mm -hmm. before you go totally off of it, which I want to do. Besides, I don't make anything on
0: that.
3: Right.
2: I mean, and I'm used to make six figures. Right. So it's nothing. But him and I are so opposite on that. And I'm like, here, I need you to do this. And I and I forget that, hey, he's got a real job he's got to go to so that he's able to do this stuff with me. And I, yeah. I get frustrated sometimes, and I'm sure he does. Because I'm like, Avery, answer me. And I forget. He's got to work.
1: Right. Well, and, but, and I work at a restaurant. So like if we're in the middle of a rush, and I have four yeah. texts from oh, Sears. Yeah. It's like- I'm Whoops. sure it's podcast related and I, and I have to like talk myself down. I'm like, it can wait. It can totally wait. I need to make money. I have a dog. I, I have a sometime. fiance. I need I to. Dog. I love
0: <laughs> we, our dogs are like our.
3: Little, our children. our oh, yeah. children. Oh yeah.
0: Band, and they cost us so much money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially the big dumb pit He's an yeah. idiot. Well, uh, I, have,
1: I have a pit lab great Dane mix and he's oh the clumsiest gosh. thing you, you like, and I, I just feel for
0: you. Yeah. There. It's, <laughs> it's one of the funny things. Like I, I kind of been trying to do on Snapchat, just like Snapchatting him and like kind of just being, cause one thing I've noticed about people that are good with Snapchat, they have kind of a theme They kind of do like a lot of cool, like similar things. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's just the worst about like, if you throw him a treat, he's, he literally will like chomp at it and it, like, hits him in the face like every time. Like <laughs> Death he's, perception he's, is he's, gone. Yeah, he's terrible at that. Um, but, yeah, he definitely just, uh, I talked about it on last episode, but he definitely injured himself really bad, and he's going through, like, uh, he's getting his stitches out tomorrow, so we're, we're looking forward to that because I'm going to get the cone off of him. He's had the cone of shame on uh. for uh. over a week now. And Does and, your
1: dog ever just get stuck? Oh, <laughs> Like,
0: no, he just bangs it out of everything. (laughs) He'll uh, be walking along and it's just like clank. And like, I'm like, what is going on? And he'll like, he just looks at me like, I don't know, man. I'm just, and he just keeps walking.
1: (laughs) You put this thing on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. And then Kilroy, we, I, you know, he was fixed when I first got him. So he had to wear the cone for a couple of days and I came home. I was working landscaping at the time and I came home and he's just standing on the staircase because his cone got stuck. (laughs) So he thought he was stuck. So I'm just looking. I'm like, "Come here, bud." And he starts whining, and he just lays down. And I'm just like, "And he must." I don't know how long he was on the stairs. You know, I don't know how long he had been there. And and
0: another thing that makes me laugh is with the cone. He'll like to smell the ground. He'll like go completely (laughs) flat where the cone is. Like, like does a weird move. And he's got his head completely just flat in the cone, and he's like moving his like head around in it. It's so weird, but he looks
1: it's like a metal detector. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully he's gonna he's gonna be good soon. Um, but yeah, he's just like I said, man. That guy's been through a lot. I've I, I, I've said that if. Uh, Peta and all of them knew like all the stuff he had. They'd probably send like child protective services to take my dog <laughs> away. Child protective yeah.
3: services. Because uh,
0: <laughs> he he stayed with my mom for a weekend, got kicked in the head by a horse because my mom has oh. horses. It's lucky he has a hard head because it, it didn't uh. really do anything to that's him. How
1: they, that's how farm dogs have to learn. They just have to get a good kick. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then they never go near the butt again. Never,
0: there's never al- going go
2: there, near the there's horses. There's the accent. There you are from Minnesota again. I'm not- It just comes out random.
0: Yeah. My, uh, one of my old jobs, actually (laughs) one of the headquarters was in Minnesota. It was biolife plasma services. And, um, they all have the, uh, the, the, the North of North accent. Oh
1: yeah. That the accent there, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, uh, <laughs> there we go. You see, I got this character for stage that I've only used for Catholic bingo, you know? And it's just, it just gets stuck sometimes.
0: <laughs> they would always so, say bag.
1: Oh yeah. Bag. Or uh, my favorite new word is snow cone. <laughs> so that's been, cause you know, they sell snow cones right down the street from us and in our household now, me and my fiance will go, you know, when we like end sentences and they'll just it's going to
0: start like sticking to it's, like.
1: it's it gets stu- it's so fun it's it really fun. it just comes out though. Oh, when yeah. he's talking sometimes i get that. nervous then, you i know? love it <laughs> <laughs> i
0: love it um yeah they say biags, uh salad
1: uh saint because, germain that's a yeah. that's a really great elderflower liquor you know it goes. It goes real well since my aunt drink. Kelly
0: talks just like that. I it's love so it. Great. I got. I got She's sick and watched though.
1: Fargo for like a whole day, and then it's it just. I. It's like my favorite
0: thing. I love it. I love. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think accents are probably one of the best things, and I can't do. I can do almost zero impressions. One.
1: You just gotta pick one, and then just so seriously, just pick a day and just focus on it. If you're sick at home, that's the best day to practice <laughs> accents. You have nothing else to do. No one's home with you, and you can just say stuff and you just laugh most of the time you're doing it. Because if it goes horribly wrong, it's hilarious. If it goes great, it's hilarious. One
0: of my one of my former co-hosts, it was one it was one of the impressions that would probably send us to hell for laughing at, but it was one of the funniest things I had ever heard. He did Deaf Obama. Oh, and
3: God. It was literally one of the funniest <laughs>
0: things of all time. It's not good. It's oh, not no. it's probably offensive to the, the, the hearing like incapable community. I'm trying to like make it sound funny, but no, it was just, it was so good though. And he did it perfectly. I I miss his, like he would do impressions a lot. And that was one of the things that I miss a lot about him on the show. He started his own podcast. Uh, it's called the Thunderwolf podcast. It's very, very cool. Um, they have like an eighties, like themed, um, like neon, like colors and stuff on there, like cover art. It's very cool. They're, um, they're trying to push it out to like, uh, iTunes and stuff right now, they just released their first, like, three episodes or whatever. He's actually doing it the right way you should, where he practiced, like, a few episodes, then and then he (laughs) and then he recorded, like, I want to say five or six episodes, and then is releasing them, like, together so that you show up more on New and Noteworthy on iTunes. Because that's part of so if I was ever to start a new podcast, I actually know the formula now. Even though this one I started off and I had one microphone, the one that you have right there, yeah. and I was like, uh, "My name's Justin, and I'm going to be doing a podcast." Like I had like a, almost like an NPR voice. I was, was like, "Wait
1: a minute, DJ. DJ." I'll be your DJ for the
0: day, and uh, <laughs> and so like, and I just started putting it out there, and like my idea was I would start like when I started, I was like, "I'm going to do one a month." That's my goal is to do one a month for a year. And uh, But that's like the opposite way of you should do it if you're first releasing it. You should first release with a bunch because then it kind of puts you higher up on that list of new and noteworthy because if you just put out one, you don't even get shown on the new and noteworthy like page. So... It's very, there's a lot of analytics and logistics that goes into doing the podcast stuff that I've learned. And now I know, like, if I go to start a new one, but, like, I've enjoyed this one for, this is going on three or four years. We have, like, over 160 episodes. Like, it's it's a very, very fun thing. I've gotten to talk to really cool people. It's like you guys. I've gotten to talk to Sean Latham. Love um, him. I've gotten to talk to, Um. um God, now I can't think. of Why am I blanking on his name? Jake. Uh, Jake Johnson from New Girl called in and talked to us, the guy that plays uh, Nick on New Girl. And he was also, what's crazy is once again, that Adam Carolla calls it the great magnet, but basically like energy in the world and everybody kind of like having the same experiences and things. He um, came on and talked about Into the Spider-Verse while they were in the process of like, he was doing the voice acting for it. So like he didn't have a whole lot he could talk about with it, but then like a year and a half later, Almost two years later or whatever, after we talk to him, that movie comes out and it's like a smash hit. And he's in like, he's on the red carpet. He's going on to like all kinds of interviews. And it's just exciting to be able to like be a part of somebody's thing like that. And also like with you guys to be a part, like I really something that um, I've always told every guest that comes on, like I'm automatically a supporter of anybody that comes on. I'm going to, like I may not be able to consume every episode or like pay attention to every single thing, but you're going to get likes, you're going to get shares for me and my community of people that follow and listen to the show. Um, because I feel like we got to support each other in this kind Absolutely. of stuff. And um like I said, I, I, you get a fan as soon as you've been on here. From well, me, at least. The very least, you get a fan well,
2: thank you. from me
0: and, like, the other, the co-host. Um, but hopefully the people listening also tune in and check you guys out and do that kind of stuff.
2: What we're also trying to do is do a tour. And we've got one show set up down in Louisville at play. And that's January, June uh, 28th. And uh, we're going to do comedy together mm-hmm. on stage. Which for will a little-
1: be the first time we've ever actually been on together That will be very,
0: together. Together. The
1: That'll be very intriguing. Yeah. The way we banter back and
2: forth <laughs> yeah. and we know each other's sets enough that we right. do enough gay jokes
1: mm-hmm.
2: or trans oh, wait, or whatever. Oh,
1: it's a whole LGBTQ thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so, and then we're going to do a, a set together and then into a panel and have guests.
0: That's awesome. So, try,
1: we're trying to get like a varying like identity up there. Yeah
0: that's awesome that's really cool that's um I mean we've done some live shows uh we're doing we're doing a live show at summer Bash in Bogstown Indiana it's a, it's literally a party that started I think four years ago and um, they literally were just having a party at their house and they had a band come out and like people showed up they had a good time and then each year it's progressively gotten bigger now they're actually like doing it at a campground they've got like tons of bands coming out wow. It's literally 20 bucks all you can eat and drink that's so cool. Beer, food, whatever, twenty bucks. Wow. Um, it's in Bogstown, Indiana. It's uh it's a little bit south of here by like twenty minutes or something like that. But we're yeah. doing we're doing a live podcast there and like I, I always forget to mention it and I feel bad because I've talked about it a ton on the podcast, but I just forget to my normal intros should be the official podcast of the Summer of Bash twenty nineteen. But uh I appreciate them letting us do that and like just the live shows are kind of like one of the most fun because you feel like a celebrity for a little bit. And yeah. that's, I always tell, I always tell my, my wife, that's one of the things that you have to look forward to as well when you get married. I loved the day of getting married because I felt like I was like the celebrity of the day and everybody wanted to hang out with me and everybody exactly. thought I was like,
2: <laughs>
3: thought I was
0: like the coolest person at the party. So I was like, yes, this is exactly what I love. I
2: think you've already felt
0: that.
1: Have I?
2: I think you have in comedy, especially when you headlined. Everybody was there for you.
1: Well, yeah, but that's you, a great feeling. Yeah. It, it's nice. No, and and no, and to be fair, I think that I I that's how I feel anytime on stage though, because it's yeah. like, well, and the other thing is, it's nice because you and I have both experienced this: people coming up to you after the show and being like, "Oh, wow! Like what you did is so cool. Are you putting yourself out there? Is really cool." But like, I I think I feel that anytime I perform, yeah. so I think just being in front of people is
0: What's what's the time, Kyle? All right. Oh cool. wow. So um, we try to keep it to around an hour. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, yeah. Tell people where they can find you. I know we've already talked about it. It's the Gaze of Our Lives podcast, but then also kind of tell us about the social media. Um, I'm trying to remember. I just looked it all up too. So you guys do it because you'll do a better justice than I will.
1: I. I got it. Um, no, okay. uh, on Instagram we're at the gaze of hour. Um, on Twitter we're at the gaze, gaze. underscore hour. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook, gaze of our lives yeah. podcast. Um, you can also follow Lisa at Homo Sears on every multi right all platforms. Yeah, and then I'm at a very stand up guy on all platforms.
2: You can watch our show on Facebook every Tuesday night at eight o'clock. Nice, and then they go on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio.
1: No, no. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. So those <laughs>
2: platforms, they go up on Wednesday at eight a.m. Yeah. So you can catch us all That's those awesome. places. And our website is www. Laughs.life.
0: So you guys talked about you talked about the, the the kind of tour thing that you have coming up. What other like kind of future plans do you have for the for the podcast and like your guys' selves?
2: Well, hopefully we get a sponsor for the float for the Gay Pride Parade.
0: Right. And when we, is that?
2: Uh, June. June. Ninth. Eighth. I'd have to look at my phone. At the calendar, um, yeah, something like that. I think maybe eight. Mm-hmm. and then that's my uh, birthday. Oh.
1: oh. June
0: eighth, Saturday.
2: Hey, yes. if you want a
1: really great birthday party, though, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if you want, just bought for you. Yes. Like
1: I'm just saying, they'd yeah. you up. Oh yeah, you know? they would
2: because you're cute for a boy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wear some like shorter shorts, uh, so, like above the knee. Trust you know? me,
0: like I said, when we went to the when we went to the bars in Florida, man, that my wife had two people come up to her and say who's he with? And she was like, actually I'm his wife. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You like, would have a lot made of fun. I feel
1: pretty good. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> if you want a really good birthday, I'm just saying. Yeah.
2: So hopefully we'll get a sponsor for that. And if we do, we'll probably do some live remote from mm-hmm. there. That's awesome. Yeah. I
1: think we'll do that with or without. Without. A, yeah. A blow, honestly.
2: And then we've got the uh, one showdown in Louisville. Yep. Um, On the 28th of June. Yeah. Um, and. I don't
1: know. I mean, we- we've got some like pretty interesting guests. coming. Yeah. Up.
2: We've got a new studio coming up soon. That's yeah. Awesome. We have yeah. got some
1: more work done on it and it's, it's really, and then we have, um, when we're updating, you know, like our tech too. So mm-hmm. that's, our
2: cameras and everything. So awesome. we're going to yeah.
1: actually like need a hair and makeup person at some
2: point. Yeah. We need so. an intern for hair and makeup yeah. that
0: once a week. I want an intern, just a video and do like behind Dude, the scenes yeah. stuff. Yeah. We got a <laughs>
2: video. We got an intern for, um, our social media, an 18 year old, because I was doing it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't understand it to the point of an eighteen year
0: old. Yeah, does. that's awesome. And she's like, guys- Well,
2: you can do this and this and I'm like, Oh, really? How do it? Do it, yeah. do, it do it. Yeah, do, you do, you that. Just do that. Do like- that for <laughs> me. Do that.
1: <laughs> well and well, in between her, us and Allie, I feel like we're kind of like a four man like Yeah,
0: you guys got a team. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Our our team is Kyle over there. He's-
2: <laughs> you have to have help. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. too much. And to get you out there, you have to Post and
0: promote, and you have to. I mean, it's it, it literally- network. What's what's kind of frustrating too is like my job that I currently work at, I started at a very, very less busy location and I, I did well. And then they moved me to a busier location. So like when I was the less busy location, my listens were up really high because I was literally just hitting the pavement every day, like sharing it with people, telling my friends like, hey, can you please share this? Like Because the yeah. funny thing is, strangers of the show that have become fans of the show are, and I hate to say this, and I love you family and friends, but they are better at supporting and sharing the show yep. than my actual friends and family.
2: Your close you. friends and family. A lot of my close friends and family don't listen to my show. Right. They have no clue. They, they may have listened to one episode because mm-hmm. I guilted them or something. Yeah. <laughs> Except for some of my best friends and they've helped out with the show. But yeah. other than that, yeah. I mean, we've had my godkids on and those, so their parents have listened to at least one episode. (laughs) I feel
1: like you need to recognize Aaron for how much she... Oh, Aaron and Paula. Aaron and Paula, because they've come in and worked camera for us like a thousand times. Yeah, Yeah,
2: when we were stuck because somebody else was supposed to show up, I'm like...
1: Can you come in? She's
0: like, be there in a minute. That's awesome. And so.
1: she's and she's great because she really just wants to be there to support us and yeah. really like has her own ideas, even how to help.
0: Yeah. And and on a selfish note, I'm hoping that you guys give me a little bump too. Uh, because you guys have your yeah. listeners and everything. Oh like yeah, that. we
2: gotta post you on our page.
0: <laughs> well, and
1: we we're sharing this episode. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. We're doing we're already doing a bit. <laughs> no. yeah. The
0: awesome thing is uh Anchor, the the new hosting site that I used, um, Mm-hmm. is really cool because they just added a feature now that you can share your episode on Snapchat, which is Ooh. freaking sweet because I have tons of people. That well, I, we need to talk after this. I was going to say, oh my <laughs> God, that sounds
1: great. Snapchat.
0: We,
2: we can help each other out a lot,
0: Anchor is really awesome too. Um, I'm actually going to, I got to record a, like an ad for them because Anchor is really cool because they pair you with advertisers already. Ooh. So like, and it's free. Like you literally start and you do, like you upload your episode and um they literally pair you like I did um we had a run with the Black Tux. Basically, it's a Tux rental service um that you that's online and basically they pay you per listen. So like say you get a ton of listens, then you're gonna get paid, you know, fifteen dollars per a thousand listeners or whatever. So it's a small amount of money, but the cool thing is is you are always like you're always building up just like for example it's like you know i think we started zero and we, we like total it's been up to like $90 so still $90, $90. is more than the yeah. podcast made for 4 years before exactly so, exactly so um, maybe
2: after i get back from hollywood you can have us back on and we definitely. can talk about
0: that experience oh yeah i would love that for sure and um yeah we've got like that's what i'm talking about like that's why i wish i could do this regularly because um i I want to do more episodes per week, but the thing is, it's just so hard because like I said, I've got the weekends to record an episode usually. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do one during the week just so I have it for the weekend and getting ready for football season. We're getting ready to like ramp back up into that. And my mm-hmm. buddy does, um, Polly Sleepers does his podcast here and, uh, they're actually, they started their own show. They used to just do Juice in the Morning with Polly Sleepers. Like we just did the show on my stuff. Now they sit, they branched off and are doing their own thing, but- th- It's just so busy. Like, and that's, that's the tough thing because like we're booked for with guests until like, I want to say the end of, end of eight May middle of May, I think we're booked with like guests because Mm -hmm. you have to find that time that people are free Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's tough because there's like, especially with comedians, like a lot of comedians don't want to do stuff on the weekend because they're working. And then if they, if they're out late because they do a late show, they don't want to get up on a Saturday morning and come in or whatever. So
2: yeah, I had two shows this weekend (laughs) (laughs) and then the MS walk and I'm like, I am B I, I, fell asleep on the couch in the green room last night <laughs> before I went on. I was so exhausted. Was
1: yeah. that with Charlie last night?
2: Yeah. Charlie. No, no, Charlie was Friday night.
1: Oh, okay. My
0: bad. But yeah, once again, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, everybody that listens to this, if you're watching on the Facebook live, go to the juice in the morning podcast on iTunes, or I guess it's Apple podcast now is what they labeled it, but go to <laughs> Apple podcast, subscribe, rate and review. Um, follow us at Twitter at juice in the AM. Um, Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Facebook is just Juice in the Morning, obviously, just like the gaze of our lives. And uh, just, uh, you know, I look forward to making a relationship with you guys and actually hopefully working together on stuff because, like I said, everybody that comes on, I always tell them, like, if you ever have something that you want help with or you want to get an extra hand for something, like I want to join in or do, do a part of whatever it takes, like just because I always want to be – you know, working towards that end goal of doing this, you know, professionally as opposed to just doing it as a hobby. And Kyle and I have, uh, and Johnny have all uh, met together and kind of like outlined what we want to do with it. And, you know, kind of the end goal is to have a studio, have a place where people can um, come in and make their own content, do their thing. And then also start to, you know, build that like network and community of people that are all kind of going towards that same goal of, you know making it big.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) We appreciate you having us on.
0: It's been a, it was a great, like you always know it's a good podcast when you don't want it to end. Like I don't want to (laughs) like wrap it up, but we, but we're going to wrap it up. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks guys.